Hi, folks. This is David of and Matrix. How are you? Um, Hi, everybody. Doing fine. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hey. Yeah. Good Sorry. <laughs> Good to see you. That's oh, all right. Brian and I are both extremely yeah. tired, so, you know, yeah. excuse any mistakes <clears throat> we make or off-the-cuff comments we might make. I'll just put that in there right ahead of time. <laughs> so tonight, folks, we're going to talk about Ukraine and what's going on there. I know you've been watching the news, uh, hopefully the right news and not the uh, left news, uh, because the left news is painting a bleak picture for the Ukrainians, whereas if you read other news sources, they're doing quite well, actually. Um, considering who they're facing, you know, Brian, uh, I was looking yesterday and there's, um, I was reading in Daniel and there's a scripture that talks about the powers that'll be around at the last time. And we know yeah. that the Russians are, their symbol is a bear. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, in that, in that passage, it talks about a, a kingdom that it was a bear and it had, I think it said three ribs in its mouth. And, um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if Ukraine is one of the ribs. I really oh. do, because you know, ribcage yeah. protects protects the the insides, right? Well, right. all those Baltic countries go all surround the uh, the um, western side. Yeah, the western side of the Soviet Union, or excuse yeah. me, well, same difference, the Russia. And um, that being the case, you know that the ribcage surrounds everything. So maybe those ribs are the the Baltic countries. Who knows? Um, so what have you heard? You know, like I was saying before the show started, um, if you watch even Fox, depending who's on Fox, uh, not everyone, um, it's doom and gloom. Like the Ukrainians are doing great. They've held them off for four, almost five, maybe almost six days, destroyed mm-hmm. uh, hundreds of tanks and aircraft and uh, tanks, not tanks, but and men and women. But their time is short. You know that it's just a matter of time and you've heard about we talked before uh, we started that there's a 40 mile long convoy of artillery and tanks and personnel carriers coming close to kiev what's the other name it's not kiev it's um kiev or something like that kiev yeah so and you're thinking well this is it they're not going to be able to stop this one because it's four and i'm not saying they can't or or the russia will have be successful but um, I heard tonight that they only advanced three miles yesterday. This 40-mile convoy of tanks, artillery, and, I mean, tens of thousands of troops and equipment, easily. Mm-hmm. And you know why? Is because they couldn't fuel their tanks and vehicles. They ran out of fuel, and that slowed them down. <laughs> and it was <laughs> like, you can have all this power, but if you can't keep it fed and fueled, and you know what's ironic is Russia is the number one one of the, I think the number one oil producer in the world, but they can't keep their convoy with fuel and gas. Right, right. So uh, I'm not saying it's going to that that Russia can't go in there and and take it, but I'm obviously we're rooting for Ukraine because uh, Russia is the aggressor. Russia is, uh, you know, if I was in these people's position, I'd probably do the same thing because. Russia is saying, just put down your arms. Let us come in. We just want to change the government. That's not going to happen. They're going to come mm-hmm. in and they're going to just butcher people. It's going to be genocide. Yeah. And all these people that are fighting these citizens, they're just going to line them up and mow them down. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do a media block blockade. And you will never know. We'll just say you will never hear about it until years later. 
And so these people right. know they're literally fighting for their very existence. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's 40 million people in this country, and I, I would it'd be millions would be slaughtered. They can't give up. They have to fight because right. uh, the Russian Russia is ruthless. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was got so much to talk about tonight about this. So um, I guess we'll go back and I'll talk about uh, Ukraine, the history of Ukraine, like we talked earlier. Good, and good. About, yeah. about the president. And I did a little more research, but it's too much to give out in one night. I don't want to just destroy. I'll, I'll just say a couple of the high points I talked about earlier today with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Ukraine is mentioned in the scriptures, but not as Ukraine. And I've got my notes right here, actually an article. Um, let's see. Uh, I'll just read this. Ukraine's past starts with the Midianites. The people of Ukraine originated back to Midian, the son of Abraham through Keturah, Genesis 25, verses 1 and 2 and 4. So the ancient Midianites or Midian are the future or the current Ukrainians. And um, they're mentioned all through scripture. They're mentioned with Moses. Moses went into Midian. You know, uh, the Midianites attacked um, uh, Israel um, when um, Gideon was rebuilding the wall. Those are the same ones that tried to keep the rebuilding of the wall of, of the ancient city of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So they're fighters. They've been around a long time. Um, and is let's put it this way. It's just be, it's just be blunt here because Dave and I are believers. We know Yeshua in our heart. What's going to happen eventually, and it may not be right now, I hope it's not right now, is that Russia will come down from the north in Ezekiel 38. They come down. God puts a, a, a hook in their jaw, literally forces them to come down. Is this that time? I don't think it is. I think it's uh, a, the beginning of those events, but it's not the actual event of the invasion of the Middle East into Megiddo, northern Israel. I don't think that's this is going to happen. It could. It could. But I think right now it's just Russia trying to take back its original Baltic states. It wants power. Uh, Putin is a, a modern day Hitler. Is he crazy, crazy? I've heard all these reports. He's losing his mind. I don't think so. He could be. I just think he wants to go out. He's 74 years old, and he wants to go out as a legend in uh, Russian history. To, to, he wants to take all these states back and bring back the glory of Russia. But the problem is the people in Russia really don't want that anymore. They right. just want to raise families. That's why all these uh, riots are going on and protests in Russia. And they know in Russia, when you protest, you could go to jail or be killed for it. That's so they're right. willing to put their lives on the line to protest mm -hmm. because they don't want this. They're, they're asking why, what's going on. And even the Russian soldiers, I've read reports, don't even know why they're there. They've been captured and they're being interrogated and talked to. And there goes, we're just, we were told to come here and we don't want to be here. But we're here because we're forced to be here. Right. And that's why the Ukrainian president Zelensky is asking the Russians to put, to basically disobey orders from their commanders and um now Zelensky, this is interesting um you probably already know this dave because you've done research and a lot of people know this already just in case you don't he's 44 years old 
and he was a comedian before 2019 when he became president. And he had his, uh, he was on a, a basically a sitcom in Ukraine. Uh, I've never seen it. And he played, a, you know, it was like a, a full house type of thing, you know, just a sitcom, a funny sitcom. And, and the reason he became to power so fast in 2019 at 44 is that he's Jewish. And a lot of people know that out there, but you didn't know, maybe you don't, maybe you do know that his father uh, had a degree in mathematics, PhD. His mother uh, was schooled in engineering. So they weren't poor, they weren't rich, you would call them a middle-class American and where we live, income. And um, the Jews were allowed to be, how would I say this, before the fall of the fall of uh, Russia and the fall of the Berlin Wall, the Jews in Russia were not allowed to have synagogues, not allowed to do any of the feasts or seders. They were not allowed to do Shabbat. And then in the 19, I think 1990s, early 90s, Ukraine fell. It was the last one. It was Poland, Lithuania, and all these different Baltic states started breaking away. Russia let them go because they couldn't keep them anymore. They didn't have the resources, the economic uh, or military might to keep their country together. Kind of like what happened to Rome. Rome fell the same way. So uh, Ukraine was one of the last, I think the last one that fell. It's also the biggest country in Europe next to Russia. It's Mm -hmm. about the size of Texas, maybe a little bigger. Um, 40 million people, the population of California. It's a big country. It really is. And it's got a very robust agricultural and seaports and they, they grow, uh, there's cattle there. There's, there's, they raise vegetables and fruit. I mean, this, it, it's a, it's a amazing place. As I did the research, I thought, wow, this, I didn't know about this. And so you've got, um, this man Zelensky, who's 44 years old. He was an actor in a sitcom, but, what happened was the Russian, the, the Russian Jews that lived there, which he was, is, were kept from having, uh, practicing their, their religion, as they say. They, they couldn't do Shabbat. They couldn't do this. They couldn't do that. And so slowly through the 90s, they were allowed to do more and more. They were allowed by the Russian government, but they had to keep it quiet. Uh, they, they had on their travel visas to travel around even in the country they were stamped that they were a jew on the card Mm -hmm. so when they showed their card to travel like an airport or a bus they knew they were jews so they were marked so they had freedoms but they were also squashed a little bit too they were not allowed to do what a lot of the rest of the population they thought was able to do and Mm -hmm. so um this is this is Zelensky guy. This he went on. I don't know if it was YouTube, but he got on a social media site, and he went on a rant about his life as a Jew and how he's suppressed and he can't do this and he can't do that. And he went on this rant and it went viral in Ukraine, and he was an overnight sensation because come to find out, the rest of Ukraine that wasn't Jewish were being oppressed too, but they just didn't say anything. And he said, 
he said what everybody was thinking that nobody would say. And so that's why Rush Limbaugh was so uh, so famous and so good at what he did. He said things and put it articulately what everybody else was already thinking. Right. So that's what Zelensky did. And so he ran for the president of Ukraine in 2019. He got 73% of the vote mm. and won. And so you have a Jewish um, Russian who's now running the state or country of Ukraine, what is Russian. And the mm. Russian Jews are a very small minority there. And they also are kind of not, they're kind of looked down upon. And, but his rant on that social media site and then his campaign, he got 73%. That's, that's unbelievable. Uh, that's probably what's going to happen to Biden when he runs in another three years. But mm-hmm. I know it's going to happen this November uh, for the Republicans. So yeah. Zelensky is very, very popular. And the two presidents before him were put in there by Putin. Putin came into that country earlier and put his own government in. But what happened was the people got so sick of being oppressed, they voted him out twice. Mm-hmm. And Putin put a put, he voted the first person out, they, and then they put another one in a few years later, they voted that person out. And um, the Jewish minority was very instrumental in that happening. Mm-hmm. I have to do more research, but they were very involved in what's happening right now. They're very involved with what happened to those two presidents that got taken out of office. And they went from being oppressed to being a political power in this country. And, and now they have a Jewish, a Russian Jew who's running the country, who's basically, from what all I read about him, he's fearless. He's oh. actually not, you've seen him on TV. He's not very tall. He's mm-hmm. probably, I mean, I'm just guessing he's like five foot two. Right. Five foot three. He's, but it doesn't matter your height. It matters your character. Exactly. You know, it's, it's, you know that's why he's, I really believe he's not afraid of Russia. I don't think he's afraid of dying for his country. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, in today's world, man, that's people who want to be on the internet and just kind of zone out and not have to deal with life. He's dealing with life. He's not, he's not avoiding these conflicts. Right. And um, that's what we need in this country. We need men and women. We have that in this country, but we need more of them, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, exactly. And I, I'm not <clears throat> saying that I, I know what's going to happen eventually to the Baltic States and what's and Germany, they're going to, they're going to side with Russia. Cause I read it today. Germany's going to side. Turkey's going to side. Uh, Ukraine and all these countries are going to be taken by Russia and they're going to come down and invade, but it doesn't mean it's going to happen right now. Right. So the Ukrainians have, um, um, a man, a leader on their side that is fearless, who looks at evil in the face and says, we're not going to bow to you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a battle going on right now um, in, in Ukraine. I, I'm not sure, but I think the 40-mile convoy of tanks and artillery, I think um, there, that battle's already started tonight. And I think it's going to last. You know, It's going to go into tomorrow, the next night, the next day. And this is going to be the story, is 
if they can hold this convoy off and they can de you know decimate a lot of it of russian troops and equipment this really could be the deciding factor of ukraine's history in the next 24 to 48 hours that's right and just a little side note uh, i didn't know this but i suspected it because when it the last the first couple of days there was this big explosion you'll see it on fox news and the stations dave mm -hmm. this large explosion at night it lights the sky up and you can see this fireball go up i'm not sure if it's the one but they used the the father of all bombs russia did yeah you know that? that's what i heard they were going to do yeah. yeah and i can't remember how big it is it's like twenty thousand pounds of tnt i mean it's it vaporizes everything within a square mile mm -hmm. and they use this in Ukraine against these people. It's horrible. Yeah. It's yeah, a violation it to international law. And uh, it's a horrible way because not just does it vaporize you, but if you're within the blast area, it sucks all the oxygen away. Right. So it causes not, a vacuum. Yeah. So if you're not killed by the, the blast, you're killed by because you can't breathe. So, mm -hmm. and they use that tonight. And they also use cluster bombs. And for people who don't know what those are, it's a bomb that goes off that drops all these little bombs and they're called clusters. And then these go off and they, they, they just rain down shrapnel everywhere. And so mm -hmm. it's one bomb that goes off and hundreds of these things are deployed and it's a horrible weapon. It kills yeah. indiscriminately. And so it's not a bomb that you take out a building. It's a bomb. You just want to kill a bunch of people. That's right. And then Russia with the tactical nukes, Somebody, you know, what do I think about that? I'll tell you what I think about. I think all right, Russia could do it. They have tactical nukes that can take out small cities, that can take out large cities. They can fire them from a howitzer, which is basically a big cannon. They can drop mm -hmm. them from planes. Um, or they can use, you know, intercontinental ballistic missiles. But they have all different types of yields for those bombs. But it doesn't matter how big or small, it's still nuclear. Right. So if that happens then that's another story. You know, bets are off, off the table at that point. Um, right. I hear, and which Tucker talked about tonight, and I, I agree with him, that the mainstream media now is pushing, and actually people on Fox are pushing to go in and save these people and to put a no-fly zone in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. But if that happens, that means American jets got to shoot down Russian jets and take out their uh, radar systems. That's an escalation. Yeah, it is. And so <clears throat> the deep state, if they're thinking this is how they're going to do the big reset, they're pretty stupid because you start a nuclear war, there's nothing to reset to. That's right. But um, is this the, could this be the nuclear conflict that's mentioned in scriptures in the book of Revelation in chapters uh, six? 18 i don't know it could be it yeah. could be but I, I got a feeling it's not right now i think more has to happen i think it's the beginning of this you know this is the first time dave in, in history of nuclear warfare that that another nation's actually verbally threatening to nuke another nation this has never right. happened before this has been considered a no-no among the nations, among the superpowers. You don't even talk like that. Because once you right. start talking like that and you put it on the table, then you're going down another road that is not good. Yeah. Well, like they say, yeah. if you got a gun and, and you pull it out, you better be prepared to use you it. You better be prepared to use it. So yeah. 
um, I is it's it's all speculation right now. On the news, it's mostly speculation. But I can tell you right now that Ukrainians are brave people, and there's brothers and sisters in the Lord there, or there's Jewish uh, uh, people, a large group that lives there, and just good people. They're living underground in subways now. And we're worried about masks and mandates, which is going away. That doesn't look like that's nothing compared to what these people are going through. They probably right. wish they had those days back, mm-hmm. you know, so it's all relevant to what you're going through. So I would say pray for the Ukrainian military and right. the civilians that they can actually stop this and have at least a, some pushing back where it kind of holds them off for a while, mm-hmm. you know, where, where right. Russia will uh, will think twice and Russia is backed into a corner. And like you said, they're a bear. Well, when you back a bear into a corner, they get even more vicious. And the ruble fell 30% today. Yeah, that's right. You know, and um, people couldn't get money out of ATMs mm-hmm. and getting cash. And people are, you know, stocking up. It's happening now in Russia. And they're not even directly involved in their country. But because right. of the sanctions and finally some decent sanctions, but what I believe needs to happen if to help stop Russia is we need to start producing oil. Yeah. We, need oil we need to open up the Alaskan pipeline. We start producing oil where we don't have to depend on Russia. That takes that card off the table. Now we're dealing from strength. Mm-hmm. Because That's then right. we don't do whatever you want. You're not affecting us because now we can do what we want. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. but this um, leader of Ukraine uh, I've never really paid much attention to him until this broke out. And if he's going to do what he says, even to death, uh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And just for uh, the American audience that's listening or watching who live here, this could happen here. This can happen here. Yeah, But this really would happen so. from two fronts. One China has troops on the border of Canada and Mexico, hundreds of thousands. You can look it up online. Trudeau gave them a base to to have up in Canada. So I don't think uh, China would do an actual invasion because there's a billion guns in this country, and uh, they 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 just it wouldn't be good. Um, and they don't want to nuke us because, folks, we talked before, they want our property. They just want the physical land because they're running out of property. Right. They've polluted their country to so much so that they need more more land. And Taiwan is just, yeah, they want Taiwan, but Taiwan's not the prize. The United States is the prize. Yeah. So what they've done yeah. over the last 50 years, they've infiltrated our banking system, our real estate system. They bought up properties. They've got up, they bought up banks. They bought off. The NFL, the NBA, they bought up, um, they got all these senators and congressmen and president in their pocket. So they're pretty much calling the shots, I think, behind the scenes at the White House. That's my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. the other way they would um, come at us is from internal. They want to cause, I believe, a civil war within our own borders. And that's what this whole Black Lives Matter, the woke thing is going on and this uh, critical race theory. And they're trying to put races against each other and politics and split people up because, folks, 
whether you're a Democrat or Republican, it doesn't matter. They don't care about you. They just want right. ultimate power and they want mm -hmm. to put us against each other. And the way, the best thing we can do to stop that is not to fight each other, but to fight what is going on and right. put, I don't care if it's a Republican or Democrat, put a good man or woman in there, whatever office that's got common sense. Yeah. So that's not going to sell out their country for a dollar. So mm -hmm. that's what's going on, I think. And I think that could happen here. We might be fighting our own government. Um, well, yeah. Not China. And Definitely. Are we going to take up arms in the streets and band together as one? Because just just to show you, um, I'll be done, Dave, is... No, take your time. i got to find a pen. <laughs> yeah. Um, look at, you got the second most powerful country in the world, supposedly, nuclear power. And you have a country that's one. It's 20% the size of Russia, or one-eighth. Right. And... And the citizens are making Molotov cocktails and are giving them rifles. And they're holding off the second most powerful nation in the world. They've held them off for five days. So what I'm saying is all these countries have all this power and all these stealth fighters and all this nuclear arsenals. You know, the most powerful is, is the people of these countries, whatever country you're from. When you work together as one and wherever you live, and you can come together as one people, there's nothing that you can't do and stop. There's nothing. And it's right. it's being shown tonight. They're holding back Russia. And Putin is ticked off and upset because who are these citizens taking rifles? 80-year-old women, you know, 60, 70-year-old men and women and 18-year-olds who've never fought in a war are picking up rifles and not just picking them up. They're going to the front lines and fighting with the army. Right. And they're holding them off. Mm -hmm. 4,300 in three or four days. 200 tanks, 200 jet aircraft. I mean, they're, it's crazy. Yeah, that's right. And it's just, it just shows you what you can do when you band together as one people to protect your nation, whatever nation's out there. I think a Poland, my heart goes out to you, all the Baltic states. You know, if you're listening or watching, I, I pray that you just, that God protects you guys and he raises up an army within your ranks that can come against this and, and that you can keep your freedoms. Because this, whether you're a believer or not, we have to live on this earth. And this is about freedom. It's about being under a tyranny, under a, dictatorship and telling you where to live, where to go to church, whether you can eat food or not, or even have a place to live. That's what this is about. And was it Winston Churchill said, uh, give me, give me liberty or give me death. I think no, it was, that was Thomas Paine. <laughs> Thomas Paine, give me liberty yeah. or give me death. And that's basically what it is because that can happen here. So if we just lay around and be on our phones and, do our coffee shops, but don't do anything. This is going to happen here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm done, Dave. Video games, <laughs> yeah, video games too. Yeah. Video games. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking while you were talking and that means I did two things at the same time, which are totally, <laughs> amaz totally amazes me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I heard today and it made a lot of sense. Okay. They got the whole world hyped up on this COVID thing. It's all crashing in around them. 
you know, about COVID, about the vaccines and everything else. More people are becoming aware that the vaccines are bupkis, that they're garbage, that they actually they're poison death jabs and, and everything else. And, um, you know, the whole mask thing and that's going away and everything. Well, how to take the public's eye off of what's going away or what, you know, what would n- normally be hard to take away, but to start a war somewhere. Mm-hmm. And to start making it look like a David Goliath situation and then have people pick sides. Okay. Just like they made us pick sides with the masks, no mask, vaccination, yeah, right. no vaccination, you know? Um, <clears throat> so I see it as one, one reason for this war is to get out of the COVID thing, you know, to bring us maybe back to close to a, the old normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, that just could be speculation. But if you remember back when about the time that or even before Biden was elected, uh, there was this character named Hunter Biden <clears throat> who yeah. was about yeah. the biggest crack addict that, you know, that high up in society that there is. And um, he happens to be related to Joe Biden. He's his son. It's funny how the good sons, you know, the one that was in the military died and in the military fighting. <clears throat> yeah. It's always the slackers that. <clears throat> that survived to ruin everything, it seems like. I know, right? Anyway, know yeah. Ones. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's like almost like it's universal law or something. But um, what happened was uh, they were doing a lot of dealings with some of the government officials in, um, in Kiev. And I don't think that it went up as high as the president, but the president did appoint a um, special prosecutor to look into it. <clears throat> And yes, he found out that there was corruption and that Biden Hunter was involved in it. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, the Ukrainians embarrassed Biden. They made him look bad. They made his son look bad. They made him look like a crook, which he is anyway, both of them. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, so this could be payback for the embarrassment because Biden's not doing anything to help the Ukrainians, as far as I've read. You right. know, and, right. um, I'm glad to see that the Europeans are jumping in and helping some of the countries, but Biden's like, nah, you know what? We'll hit him with sanctions. Well, what a stupid thing to do. <laughs> Sorry. It's like there's a bully coming to beat me up and you're going to, you're going to kill his bank account. So he doesn't come and beat me up, but he comes and beats me up anywhere, you know? <laughs> and then later on, you guys forgive him and give him his bank account back. So <clears throat> anyway, it's, um, it's just, you know, it's it's tit for tat. It's no different than all the wars that happened in Europe before. It was one king who was a cousin of another king who was jealous. And right. started the, both the kings started wars against each other, both related to each other many times over in Europe. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then the, who has to pay for it? But the peasants, the, the younger, the people that aren't in charge, you know, right. um, in this case, the middle class and the poor. Uh, the rich don't ever suffer because of war. But war is what they've always used to bring people out of recessions and depressions, too. So mm-hmm. Biden sees this country going to a giant uh, recession because of what his policies, spending money. Mm-hmm. So does he figure that he can he can head off this this deficit, this recession by, you know, yeah. letting this war go on and then making weapons and selling them to anybody that wants them? You know, and, and it's it's ludicrous. It really is. So. Um, you know, Biden can't take care of even care of his own people, us, you know, yeah. let alone taking, yeah. taking care of anybody on the world team. But this is turning into a, um, a theater wide thing here. It's, um, 
you know, it was just supposed to be the Russians against the um, Ukrainians. But I heard the other day that the Chechens are trying to, are going to join into this. Mm -hmm. uh, remember the, uh, a few years ago, the, the Russians were fighting the Chechens, the Chechen mm -hmm. rebels. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess I guess they got beat, and then the government in Chechnya is allied with um, with Russia now. So they're saying, "Oh, we'll come and help you." Okay, and then I heard the other day that Belarus, actually earlier today, that Belarus is going to help the Russians and go in from the north. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's turning into a um, a regional war. It really is. It's it's not just you know one guy against the other. It's it's the neighbors on this street against the neighbors on that street. You know, actually, there's only one neighbor on the other street, and he just happens to have some friends uh, to and fro everywhere that are giving him weapons. You know, mm -hmm, right? But I, I also heard that uh, there's mercenaries that um, are actually joining with the. Uh, um, I want to call it Armenia, and I'm sorry I do that, but um, Ukraine actually put out a plea for anybody that wants to come and help and fight against the Russians. Come do it. We'll give you a gun. And I'm just talking about their government. I mean, people from abroad. Mm -hmm. So there's Amer American special forces that are signing up for this, British special forces. Oh, that's people cool. Other, I think there's 50 guys from the United States and 50 from um, from uh, from England that are going. And that's in addition to people from other countries in Europe and, and around the world. They're going to help the, uh, the Ukrainians fight. Which, man, you know, if I was in my 20s, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I like I like the dream, but anyway, um, and then, you know, you talked about Turkey, which I, which I thought was interesting because right now Turkey is siding with the Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. um, they've um, it's called the Bosporus, the the piece of uh, water that goes uh, between Istanbul and mainland Turkey. Mm -hmm. um, they've decided to close the Bosporus, from what I've heard, uh, to any Russian military ships, so they won't be allowed to go through there. So right. Turkey's playing it. Well, Turkey's a NATO member. We can't forget that. Right. So Turkey is more on. Think about this. The Turks are jerks. Okay. There's a reason why their names rhyme. Yeah. Uh, they were responsible for an Armenian genocide, a Greek genocide. And um, who's the other people? Oh, please. The Assyrians. They were responsible mm -hmm. for three genocides back in the early 1900s, like 1917, right around there. And then they're a Muslim nation. Yet they're helping out a what what is a Christian nation, the Ukraine. Okay, mm -hmm. Russian Orthodox Christian. Um, mm -hmm. So they are do the scuzzy people are doing are more honorable than most of Europe and also most of well the Western world too. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. know. War makes strange friends, but mm -hmm. um, you know it's uh, it's just amazing that Turkey is is doing this because. They should hate the Ukrainians because they're Christians, but right, they're not. Yeah. They're, they're members of NATO now. Now Ukraine wanted to join NATO, okay, and I right. think the part this is part of what this is all about anyway. And I think they were leaning in that direction, and that's what kind of freaked out Putin. Putin, Putin. Um, <laughs> in <laughs> singing a puke, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, so you know this is probably a, a catalyst that led them to attack, okay. Um, so what's that going to do now? You got Putin is threatening. I don't know if you heard this, but he was threatening Sweden and Finland because those yeah, two guys, they, yeah. they, they're thinking about joining NATO. And, and Putin's like, well, 
If you join in, there's going to be severe military and political consequences. Well, if that doesn't mean we're going to come in there and whoop your rear end, you know, yeah. nothing does. And um, so now he's threatening those two countries. Now, it's got to happen to where the people in those two countries are going to say, to, you know, um, this to the Russians, you know, and say, we're going to join NATO. Mm-hmm. Actually, what the Russians are doing is they're making more of a cause for these nations to join NATO right. than to not join NATO. So thank yeah. you. Thank you, Putin. You're, you're actually doing something that's counter counter. Um, doesn't work for you. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll work for the countries that want to join NATO. We'll actually make NATO a, a larger alliance. I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, but um, anyway, uh, let's see. I mentioned the Chechens. I mentioned Belarus, Turkey, the mercenaries going in. And uh, it's interesting. I didn't know that. I should have figured because it's spelled S-K-Y. And usually in Russian, that's a Jewish name. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, uh, I didn't know that. And I think that's kind of impressive that a, a Christian country would vote in a uh, Jewish leader. I know. But I'm, I'm waiting, Brian. I'm waiting for all the knuckleheads out there that are going to write this into the, the great Zionist conspiracy. You know, oh, this is a Zionist conspiracy to take over the world. You know, first it's going to be Ukraine and it's going to be the rest of the world. You know, there's a bunch of sickos out there and, and uh, they need to be dealt with whatever way they, you know, the Lord wants to deal yeah. with them. But, um, I don't know. It's um, it's been real interesting to watch what's what's playing out, and um, uh, it's been interesting to try to speculate what um, what what uh, Brandon's going to do. Uh, <laughs> I saw a car from California today, a truck, a truck tro- towing a trailer of it looked like all their possessions, uh, coming to Oregon, and he had Brand uh, Let's Go Brandon on the back window. The back. He's coming to like, You're welcome. You're welcome to Oregon. Come move. Yeah, here. he's coming from California. Yeah, escaping. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway, um, and uh, so it's, um, I've worked with Ukrainians before. Um, if you work in, if you live in Northern California, Oregon, you're going to run into Ukrainians, people from Belarus, Lithuania, um, Latvia, all those different countries and uh, that border Russia. And they're really nice people. They really, really are. They're, they're the salt of the earth. And they're predominantly Christian, which is probably, you know, not good for maybe some of the listeners that don't like Christianity. I don't know if there are any of those, but, you know, there's got to be at least one or two. But um, anyway, it's. uh, I remember when when, um, Obama got elected. I don't think I've told this story online. If I did, please forgive me. I I like repetition. (laughs) But. Biden just got elected, and the next day I was at work, and a delivery driver for the drug company came in. He was from, uh, I think he was from Belarus, and um, he had a newspaper under his arm, and he looked really depressed. I mean, really downcast. Huh. And I said, "Well, I said I think I know why you're you're feeling this way, but let me ask you, why do you feel this way?" He goes, "I grew up in in communist country, you know, and and I, it's not good. It's not good at all." And he throws the paper down on the counter and points to Obama's name. And he goes, and now this, you know, it's oh, like wow. he came here to escape from that garbage. Yeah. But at the same time, he's, he's at the, the only place he was left to go to, the United States, that didn't have that garbage in it, 
you know, and then this communist gets elected to presidency and he's got to face it all over again. And he see, he saw the, the, um, the sliding down the slope that we're going into uh, socialism and stuff like that. So, you know, as bad as we feel about it, I can only understand how he felt a refugee, oh, yeah. basically, you know, tried to get away from it. And all of a sudden, it's like it's following him here, you know. Right. And, oh, man, I felt so bad for the guy. And um, he became a very good friend, actually, <laughs> over the years that he delivered. Every time he'd come in, we'd talk. But, yeah, very sweet people from the Baltic countries, very sweet. And um, anyway, I just see, I hate to see them going through this. I really do. And whether he's insane or not, yeah, it's quite possible. Um, you know, a lot of people are comparing him to Hitler. <clears throat> yeah, he's making a lot of the same moves that Hitler made, you know, invading countries and things like that of his neighbors. And um, <clears throat> and so you know, the Antichrist spirit, I, I've got to wonder if because the Bible talks about, um, I don't remember where the scripture is. Jim Wilhelmson was really versed on this, but um that there was uh, eight kings and seven of them had been, and then one of them will be, but then another one will come back again. And I just got to wonder if, if it's referring to the, the spirit of Antichrist, because I think the spirit of Antichrist can indwell anyone who doesn't know the Lord. You know, a matter of fact, you know, you go to a saint, a satanic church, they're all filled with the spirit of Antichrist. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, like Hitler and Mussolini and, um, st excuse me, Stalin and uh, Pol Pot, you know, were they all just filled with the, the spirit of Antichrist? Yes, probably. Has that spirit moved on to Vladimir Putin? Probably. Because um, it always accompanies wanting to take over lots of land. It always accompanies oppressing people. Right. And it always accompanies killing people. And Putin has got high check marks on all three of those categories. So I don't know. It's uh, I think we're seeing the spirit of Antichrist, not the actual Antichrist, but the spirit of Antichrist manifesting in, in Putin. And unfortunately, that would mean he's insane because that spirit, every spirit, it's every person that spirit's ever been in has gone insane. Nero went insane. Hitler was insane. You know, Mussolini wasn't really wrapped too tight. Stalin was a basket case. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and now now Putin and now they're, they're wondering, hey, I wonder if he's mentally ill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is. Anybody that yeah. wants to kill people like that and take over countries and stuff, there's there's a degree of mental illness there or a severe personality disorder, uh, a, a grand scale personality disorder. And um right. So we're just going to have to see, um, you know, if he goes down to his, into his bunker tonight and kills himself, well, you know, the world would be a better place and we'll know that he had the spirit of Antichrist. But um, anyway, just I just wanted to throw that out. So, no, that's really good. That's, there it is. <laughs> no, that's good. It got me thinking. And I think that's in Daniel with those kings. Is it? I think I think so. I was trying to look it up, but I... I'm, it takes too much time, but I think it's in Daniel about the, you said the kings, right? You talked about. Well, it says it kings are rulers. Um, it's, there's seven were. Now, six were, one will be. And then um, the seventh one will be of the six. 
it says it's somewhere in scripture i just don't know where it is it might be revelation yeah um i think it might be revelation so mm -hmm. yeah well we're living in that time you know like, like you said you know it's hard not to it, it while you were talking i was thinking that everything that's happening well we talked yeah. about this before history history repeats itself so we're like in 1939 right now, right before World War II. Oh, yeah. Okay. You got this madman who's went into Poland in, in 1940. I think it was 40. 39, and, yeah. 39, 40, and took over Poland and went through all the states and went, and went into Europe. And we know him as Hitler. Now you got another madman who's 74 years old. If he's got a mental problem, well, you have to have a mental problem to want to kill somebody in the first place. You got a mental disorder to kill innocent people, whether you're a leader or not of a country. So this is just history repeating itself. When did it happen? It's happened all through history so many times. I'm thinking of, of the book of uh, Book of Daniel uh, about the vision of the of the of the uh, what was it? The, the statue, the head of gold, the feet of, of mixed iron with, mixed with clay. And it goes through, there's four different kingdoms, Persia, you know, Babylon, the kingdom, and all these different kingdoms. And one took over the other, another one took over that one, another one took over that one. It's just like a, the bigger fish eats the smaller fish. Eventually you right. get to the biggest fish. And then what happens with the biggest fish, like with Rome, Rome disintegrated from the inside out. And really wow. what's happening with America, we're, we're, we're falling apart from the inside out. And right. This is being perpetrated by China and the Democrat Party. They've been working on this for years, for 50 years, working on through our universities, through our, now through our elementary schools, kindergarten and up. They learn stuff, from, you know, just, I mean, sex ed now is in middle, is in elementary school, not yeah. junior high or high school. It's in elementary school. They're telling people, you know, uh, call me by a, a pronoun. I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. I'm something in between. You know, you can actually now get fired in these school districts for using the wrong pronoun. Right. I mean, that can happen. I work for a school district. That could happen. It's ridiculous, but it's it's where we're at. And yeah. so all the stuff that's was happening in Ukraine is a byproduct of countries like ours compromising our values right you think you know oh, i can do this you know it, it doesn't hurt anybody it's my it's my right as an individual i can go out and drink and do this and that and get crazy it's not going to hurt anybody well it does hurt people your your decisions have consequences for everybody around you and the consequences of America, what we've been going through for the last 30 years, is now we elected a president that has no moral compass, no common right. sense, no soul. And uh, most of the Democrat Party that are running the White House have no soul. They're just in it for their, for their careers and for an agenda that only they want, that most of the people in America don't want. And so but they're pushing it down our throats. They use COVID to try to bring this agenda uh, out. And what, one thing COVID did do, Dave, it really actually was a good thing. All the lockdowns, 
all this tyranny that's happened in the last two years has shown us what the Democrat Party really is. That's true. They've hidden it for decades, and now we see who they really are. And everybody out there that lives in the U.S., remember this next November when you vote. Remember, don't forget what they've done, the businesses they've shut down. Maybe you lost your job because of this or you got sick uh, from the vaccine. Remember this and vote these people out of office and kick them out. Actually, a lot of these people should go to jail. Oh, yeah. They should go to jail for what they've done. They've hurt and killed innocent people. They didn't use bullets. They used um, fake laws and mandates to hurt us. And shame on us that we went along with it. But it finally collapsed underneath them. A lot of people pushed back, and that helped a lot at the end of the last few months. It's a huge pushback. But the best thing that ever happened to us with the COVID, Dave, is Omicron. Right. That that ended the pandemic because everybody That's got right. sick and it wasn't that mm-hmm. bad. And, and they couldn't hide the facts anymore. And they couldn't hide that hundreds of thousands or millions of people are sick and dying from the vaccine all around the world. And more and more doctors are coming out. And right. the CDC today came out and said the mask mandates are no longer um, are no longer good. They took them away. The CDC right, right. here. In L.A. County, the L.A. school district is still going to keep mask mandates for the kids in schools. Mm-hmm. And they said they're leaving the mandates up to the individual school districts. Well, L.A. came out today on the news and said, we don't think it's the right time right now. We want to make sure our kids are safe. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what about the kids in Orange County? They haven't been right. wearing masks. They haven't died. Are they being unsafe? I mean, it's just, as we know, and the audience is so sick of hearing this probably the last two years, it's just a bunch of lies. It's a bunch right. of lies to manipulate us. Why? Because the deep state, whatever you want to call it, the, the shadow government, they want to get rid of our Constitution. They want to get rid of the United States of America. And the reason they want to do it is they want a one world order. And the United States cannot be a superpower and you can have a one world order when you have a superpower. The That's superpower right. has to be the Antichrist running the kingdom. It can't be uh-huh. Joe Biden. It can't be Donald Trump. It has to be the Antichrist. So God is allowing all this to happen to bring the Antichrist to his power because the time is short before Yeshua returns and takes us home. It's very, very, very short. And... Right. Um, yeah, it's just, it's right at the door. It's literally right at the door. So as hard as it is to see all this happening, it's it's part of the birth pains. In Matthew 24, it says there's wars. They asked Jesus, when's the sign of your coming? When are you coming back? You know, come on, we've been waiting hundreds of not thousands of years. When's the Messiah? And he goes, there'll be wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes in various places, pestilence. But this is only this. But this is only the beginning. So, wars and rumors of wars. That's what we're doing right now. That's and right. Is this the beginning of that time? It could be. I think it's the setting up of that time. I should put it that way. It's the setting up. It doesn't mean Ukraine can't free itself from Russia and, and have more right. time. But it's the beginning of that time. I honestly believe, on my whole heart, 
that our generation that saw, actually, I didn't see it because I wasn't alive yet. I wasn't born until 1958. So now you know how old I am. But in 1948, May 17th, 1948, Israel became a nation. And it says in the scriptures, the generation that sees the birth of Israel will not pass away before the Messiah shows up and sets up his kingdom and takes mm-hmm. us home. So what's the generation? 40 years, 80 years? Who knows? It's I've, I've heard 40, I've heard 80. So my point is, before the last person dies on this earth that saw that, the rapture and the taking away of the saints and the beginning of this time, Jacob's trouble was going to happen. So we're living, I can say with certainty, we're living in the last of the last days. It could be this year. It could be 20 years. Um, but it's, right. it's going to be, I don't think we're going to go into another, the 22nd century. I don't think we'll make it that far. That's how, what is it, 2022? That's 78 years from now. I, I just, and I'll say one reason why we didn't make it that much, because the way things are progressing in the world with nuclear weapons, wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, all this stuff, we will kill ourselves long before we get, we get there. Right. We, we will destroy ourselves. We will, because that's what man does. And But God in his plan will not let that happen, because that's not a part of his plan. Man's not going to kill himself. God's going to do it. Right. But he's not, but he's not going to do it where he eliminates everybody. It's called the time of Jacob's trouble. And it's going to be a seven-year hell on earth. And the last three and a half years, that seven years, is called the Great Tribulation. So mm-hmm. that that's what God's going to do. He's not going to let us kill ourselves. He actually, and Dave, as you know, in Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 18, he has to come back to save mankind from the Battle of Armageddon or we would kill ourselves. That's right. Because the Battle of Armageddon, or Megiddo, which is a northern valley in Israel, is one of the places of the battle. I used to think it was the only place. It's not. It's it's. They're going to come from the sea. They're going to come from the north, the east, and the west. They're going to come and converge on all four sides of Israel. It's not just the north. And if God didn't come back, if Jesus didn't come back on a white horse with all the saints at that moment, the earth was going to be gone. It's just, that's the way it is. There'd be, as a matter of fact, it says at that time in Isaiah, I think it says that men upon the earth at that time will be like gold because there'll be so few of them left. Right. And if God didn't have, Jesus hadn't returned, there'd be nobody left. So mm-hmm. when people tell me that God is cruel because all these horrible things happen and why doesn't he stop it? He didn't start it. Man's right. heart is evil continually. None are righteous. No, not one. Romans. And right. so, um, and matter of fact, God has mercy on mankind by showing up to stop it. Mm-hmm. He could just not intervene and let us kill ourselves, but he doesn't do it because he has a plan. And his plan does not entail all of mankind destroying itself. He right. has a plan of salvation for those that know Yeshua in his heart or Jesus in his heart, that those people will live forever in heaven with the Lord. They will always be with the Lord. That's Revelation chapter 22. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the plan. So as you watch the news and talking to everybody, and this is where I sell, if you're a believer and you know the Lord in your heart, 
Whether you're in church right now or not doesn't make you saved. It's what's in your heart. Don't let this stuff, because it can, let me tell you, it can just wear you down. You can get angry watching TV, like, what are they doing? What's these, these politicians doing? Why aren't, you know, just all this stuff. But in the back of your mind, you got to realize all this is, has to happen. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody bigger than us who's orchestrating all this. He, there's somebody actually bigger than Putin and bigger than China. Uh-huh. And this person isn't intimidated. This person is not going to be like, oh, no, they're going to nuke me if I don't do this. God Almighty. The I am God, Yahweh. He sits in heaven, it says in Psalms, and he says he laughs at the nations. It says in the Psalms, David, and you know this, that the nations are but a drop in the bucket. He measures the in the palm of his hands the ocean. He right. says the earth, the earth is his footstool. You can take it any way you want, literally, mm-hmm. figuratively, I don't know. All I'm telling you is all Jesus has to do because it says in the New Testament that the Lord holds all things together by the power of his word. So, like, they dropped that bomb, I think, yesterday or a couple of days ago, the hyperthermic bomb that probably killed hundreds, if not thousands of people, vaporized them all. And they had to send an aircraft up to do that or a missile, and they had to spend billions of dollars to make that thing. All Jesus has to do is say, I let go. Mm-hmm. That's all he's got to do. I let go. Of what? Of everything. And is that going to happen? Yeah, and Peter, it happens because it says that the heavens and the earth melt with an intense heat. Fervent heat, yeah. Fervent heat. And mm-hmm. he's, all Jesus has to do, he doesn't have to call up Norbad, hey, we need to launch this. We need to get rid of the universe. Or he's got to do all this technical stuff. He just... Okay, I let go. Mm-hmm. That's how much power. Yeah. You know, we, you know. I'm going to speak to something, and because I've watched some of the superhero movies, the you know the Avengers and all that. Thor, everybody likes those because it does something. They put out abilities that most people can't do, wish they could do, like fly, you know, crush mm-hmm. concrete with their bare hands. Well, here's a Jewish carpenter who's probably I don't know how tall he is, five. Seven, eight, nine, ten. He's in there somewhere. Typical Jewish height, maybe. Um, afraid, he was a carpenter. Um, he wasn't built like the rock. He wasn't 6'5", 250 pounds and bench presses, whatever. He wasn't like a superstar in the NFL or the NBA. He wasn't seven feet tall. He's a Jewish carpenter, an average person. It says if you saw him, you wouldn't think anything of him. The scripture says of Jesus, his countenance was... It was just average. You would see him in a crowd. You would probably wouldn't even recognize him. You'd probably walk right by him unless he showed mm-hmm. his glory. But if he's just, that's why no, every, a lot of the people couldn't believe, isn't this the son of Joseph? We've seen him grow up. He says he's God. Really? Mm-hmm. It's normal to me. His own family has actually had, I think, nine brothers and sisters, if I'm going correctly here, maybe 10. Um, they were shocked and they lived with them. Right. You know, a prophet has mm-hmm. no honor in his own home, hometown. So I'd say all this, all this power and all this technology and the Nephilim and we can fly to space and all this stuff. 
he holds the whole universe, all the atoms that hold everything together. All he has to say is, I let go, and it goes and vaporizes. And then all he has to say, let it be a new earth. Boom. Let it be a new heavens. It's there. It didn't Mm -hmm. evolve over thousands of years. It was just, let there be light. And there it was. Yeah. Let there be fish. Let there be humans. Let there be this. He just had to speak the words. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to have all this equipment. So what I'm saying, folks, is if you know Yeshua in your heart tonight, that's who's in control. Just because we haven't seen him for 2,000 years, and he hasn't been back to the earth physically, and we haven't seen him physically, some of us have, but most of us haven't, it doesn't mean he doesn't exist. It says the heavens declare the glory of God. So even the people who are out in the middle of nowhere who've never heard the gospel have no excuse because mm-hmm. inside their body and their soul is a void. It only can be filled by the Holy Spirit. And they know it. That's why these they go into all these occult things. They're looking for something to fill that hole, that gap. Only God can fill it. And this person is using Russia like a chessboard. He's using China like a chessboard. And that's, we need to fear God, not China, not Russia. And I hope uh, these people in Ukraine that are fighting, I hope, I I pray that that God saves a lot of these people through this time. When you're at the lowest part of your life, you look to to God and and people get saved, uh, Mm -hmm. improve it. Um, you know that they've been uh, the persecution of the disciples and the apostles in Jerusalem. You know, after the ascension of the Lord, uh, they were all in Jerusalem and they wouldn't leave. The Pentecost fell, but they wouldn't leave. And then they right. started getting persecuted, and it spread them all out to the world. They got we actually got bigger and stronger. Right persecution, and I don't want to be persecuted. I don't, I'm not looking forward to that. I just ask God for me that if that time comes, if it does come, that he gives me the courage to stand up. And exactly. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, I'm, somebody puts a gun to my head, I, I'm not going to disown the Lord because I know the Lord, but to see my family go through it, mm-hmm. that's, you know. And so I would just say to everybody out there, that's uh, just be thankful that you don't live in Ukraine tonight if you don't. Be thankful that you don't live in Iran or North Korea or the Russian people now are being going through it and count your blessings. And and life may be hard. You might have lost your job. You might have lost a marriage. You might have lost a loved one. But um, I can't take your grief away. But I can say that the God of all creation loves you. And you don't have to, you know, our Churches, at least in America, put a lot of emphasis on looks, knowledge, where you live, how you live. They don't say they do, but they do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can leave church and feel more condemned than when you got there. Right. And it may not even be anything the pastor says. It's just by what you observe in the church. And I could say tonight that God doesn't think that. He doesn't think that at all. Jesus went to the poorest people in the nation, and they accepted him. He said he didn't come for the well. He came for the sick. 
Mm -hmm. If you think you've got life by the horns and you think, you know, I'm doing good financially, my marriage is good, my kids are good, that's awesome. But don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Yeah. Be thankful. Be thankful what you have. And we've all been going through it, all of us, and we're, and we're just worn out from all this. But it's, 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 it's sometimes you have to take a, um, I don't know, I forgot the word, but you got to look at your life. What is good in your life? Yeah. Look circumspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look, yeah. Maybe you, maybe you're crippled and you can't walk, but you can talk or you have family that loves you or you lost in the war. You lost a, a limb in the war, but you, you, you're, you can still move around and you can still do things because you have family that's helped you or um, who's gotten you the medical help you need or just whatever it is. And I've never gone through things like that, but we all go through things according to what God can thinks we can bear up against. Right. And the hard part is seeing the good out of what's really going on, because it's hard to say this stuff because like consider all joy, you know, encounter various trials, James chapter one, verse one. I, I, I don't want to consider joy when something comes up that I don't like. Because in my flesh, I'm going, I'm not happy about this. I, I don't like right. this. This makes me mad. Or I feel taken advantage of, or I've been mistreated here and there, whatever it is. But Jesus went through all he went through, I think, and what the scriptures tell us, because his brain, and he did have a human brain, by the way, even though he was God, his focus was on pleasing the Father and not on the circumstances that he was in. Right. He was, this is a bad analogy, but he was like a dog with a bone when it came to doing what the father told him to do and come to do in the first place. He didn't deviate, but at the same time, he was human and he, at night of his, his um, when he got betrayed, he was praying with tears of blood coming out of his pores because he was so stressed out. Mm -hmm. You can read about that. But he said, not my will, his will. That's what's hard. That's what's hard. Is, and it's hard every day. I tell you, it's hard every day, Dave, to just say, okay. <clears throat> yep, I, get I agree. It. I give it to you. But sometimes you don't. I'll be honest. Sometimes I don't. I get, I get ticked off. It's like, oh, man, you know. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't change the fact that God is still on the throne and Putin can't dethrone God. Right. He's a maggot compared to God. He's a flea in a tick. And the God that made us, who loves us, who sent his only son for us, is going to come back very, very soon. 100% guaranteed. And mm -hmm. that's who's got our back. Right. You know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's a comforting feeling to have, you know? Yeah, comforting thing to know it really is. But um, yeah, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that God laughs at man when He looks down at man and laughs and yeah, and um, boy, some people you know, he must really have a laugh fest going up there because <laughs> uh, some of the, some of the things that are going on here on Earth, it's like I can't believe it. I can't believe they're trying it again. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Recently, I've been studying about the Tower of Babel, and I'll share that with you someday soon. Maybe we can do a show about it, um, about what it probably was, not necessarily what what the translators translated it to in, in Genesis, but uh, there are many words that can be substituted for different words that are there uh, and fit a context a lot better. But, you know, I'm not saying that it's a bad scripture because there is no bad scripture. Um, in the script in, in the Bible, but um, it it could be translated a little better depending on the context of uh, what the scripture is trying to tell us there. And um, but again, that was an attempt. I'm convinced the Tower of Babel was a portal, mm-hmm. and they were trying to get there because I, if you read the the book of Jasher, not Jasher, I always do this, Jared. No, it's Jasher. It is Jasher. Okay. You read the book of Jasher, and it talks about actually what they were saying. Some of them said they wanted to go up and and kill God. The second group said they wanted to go up and set up their own idols in in heaven and worship their their own idols in heaven. And the third group, I can't remember, they wanted to go up and slay all the hosts of heaven or something like that. And... um, when you realize that the only way they could do that is to pass through a portal. Okay. Um, and the only one that can really pass through that portal is, is God or give permission to pass through that portal. So, you know, it's, it was a ludicrous attempt. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, insanity, insanity. Nimrod was insane. Mm-hmm. And who is all their fathers? I mean, uh, who is the father of all these men? Satan, right? Mm-hmm. You do the, yeah. you do the duty of your father, the devil. Mm-hmm. And he was a liar and a murderer from the beginning, Yeshua said. Right. And <clears throat> so we know that Satan's insane because he's a created being that thinks he can usurp the authority of the being that created him, who is eternal mm-hmm. and can't be destroyed, <laughs> you know. And maybe he has realized it now and he just figures he's going to take as many people down with him. Um feeding them the same light of he believed to begin with. And a lot of people are falling for it, unfortunately. Um, but um, it's, it's interesting that um, in this day and age, when there's, there's so many, I, th- I think there's portals all over the place. Okay. I'm going somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think what a lot of the, these leaders do, is they, well, for instance, there was a a rumor that went around back during the first Gulf War that there was a portal in Iraq, and that's that's why George W. Bush decided to go there so he could secure that and bring it back, okay? Whether that happened or not, I have no idea. It -hmm. wouldn't surprise me. But ever since the day that Crowley opened up the portal in Central Park, which was back like in the early 1900s sometime, um, it seems like these things have been coming more and more and more everywhere. So I think what is the um, the main motivator of these these people? A lot of them have all the money that they have, but they don't have the power that they want. They want the ultimate power. Mm-hmm. And the only way to have the ultimate power is to have control of or be in league with the powers, principalities, rulers, spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm-hmm. And the only way really to get through to them in a more clear manner would be to go to their realm okay mm-hmm. now if you talk to people that have taken hallucinogenics especially um 
well, LSDs is one of them, but there's Ayuscoa or something like that. I can't remember the name of it. Um, DMT, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, they've actually, according to what I've read, it enables them to break through those portals. And, and they've seen some hideous looking things on the other side. Mm-hmm. Okay, grays, reptilians, the whole nine yards. And um, so if they've been able to do it with drugs and these guys can do it with portals, or maybe they're using those machines that um, the Nazi bills that the uh, the Germans uh, invented, which I do believe they have possession of at least one of them, <clears throat> but um, the American government, I mean. But the whole thing, and then and, and we have um, the super collider. Oh, yeah. In, uh, yeah, because they've been using that as a portal, too. Yeah, CERN. CERN, yes, thank you. Yeah. So the whole thing is to get in league with these beings that are on the other side, so to speak. And myself, I believe the Antichrist is going to be an alien-human hybrid. I, I just believe mm-hmm. that. It's. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when he comes in the clouds of great glory, it's probably going to be a, on a some kind of spacecraft, you know, and he's going to present himself and say, hey, I can take care of all these problems. Just give me a chance. And he will take care of a lot of, if not all the problems that are currently happening at that time. Um, but, um, those beings, um, like the black eyed children, they have to be invited in, um, and demonic entities usually need a doorway to be able to enter into a life. A doorway is a portal. Right. Okay. Um, so they desire to have these portals, these, these rich, uh, not rich, but powerful leaders. And. I think the Philadelphia experiment was probably an attempt to probably open up a portal. I don't know, but it sure seems mm-hmm. like it's seeing mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah. Um, so my question is, is there something in Ukraine that Vladimir Putin wants very badly? Okay. I thought uh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is there something, mm-hmm. some device or something like that that he wants? And is it in Kiev or Kiev? I was, I've been mm-hmm. pronouncing it Kiev for the last 63 years. How about Chernobyl? How about Chernobyl? Yeah, yeah. They, they took Chernobyl the other day. Yeah, I thought that the plant day. was closed. Wasn't that plant closed? Um, I think two of the reactors were closed down. I don't know if all of them were. And if they're not, it's stupid to keep the other ones open because they're so right. contaminated that, you know, it wouldn't <clears> be worth it. But um, anyway, yeah, so they took that the other day and Maybe, I don't know, maybe somehow Chernobyl, the radioactive leak that, you know, they say that that'll just keep going until it hits the uh, center of the earth. Yeah. Um, there's no way of stopping it. <clears throat> um, but <clears throat> perhaps that'll, you know, if it goes down far enough, opens up a portal, I don't know. Uh, maybe it has already, and, and Putin knows about it. He wants the power that he can get from that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's just something to consider and think about. Yeah. And, yeah. And mull around in the brain, and maybe someday we'll be reading about it, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but um, there, it's it's man really excels when it comes to making things to hurt other people, to hurt yeah. other men. Yeah, man can do that. Is his chiefest and best enterprise that mankind has. Uh, mankind can take anything simple. Um, and make it to where it could kill somebody, you know. Fire is a good mm-hmm. thing if you're using it to keep warm or to cook food. Mm-hmm. But if you're lobbing it at somebody, it's not a good thing. 
No. Uh, atomic energy is a good thing. You know, but if you're using it to create bombs to, to blow up your neighbor, that's not a good thing. So, anyway, it's even a, you know, when somebody invented, Brian, a potato gun. Yeah. I, this I, thing I, actually lobs potatoes at other people. Yeah. You know, and I've, I'm I've like, seen oh, them. I've used one. Have you really? Oh, yeah. I, they could shoot a potato I, 300 feet easily. I believe it. And if you're oh, close yeah. enough, I bet you it would hurt. Maybe even kill oh, you. Hurt bad. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, and paint paint guns. What if you were to shoot solid objects through a paint gun? You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure it would hurt or kill somebody. So if it's if it, even the simplest things, dirt, <laughs> you know, snowballs. If you put them in the freezer, it turns them to ice. Ice balls, throw that at yeah. somebody, and it's going to hurt. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, it's it's unfortunate, but again, these are technologies that came from beings on the other side. Yeah. Okay. Um, talks about that in First Enoch, what the angels taught the wives of men to do, and he taught they taught men how to make swords and make implements of war and everything else. God never meant for that to happen, Mm-mm. you know. And um, it's just you know I long for the day when when he'll come in the clouds and, and us with him. And I, I think that the what he's going to utter, because it said he slays them with the, the sword of his tongue, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. the, the armies of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just going to say two words, I am, you know. Right. And it's, it's just going to melt their eyes and their eye sockets and everything else, you know, and uh, because it's it's something that <clears throat> it's a truth that cannot be denied. <clears throat> it has been denied for millennia. And. When the living embodiment, the living example of I am comes to earth, or as you see in Hebrew, um, it's just, it's just going to be amazing. It really is. It's um, I long for that day, and it says that they'll 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 beat their plows in the their their plow. Their, excuse me, they'll beat their swords in the pruning shoes <clears> and <throat> and um, something else into plows. <clears throat> I can't remember the exact phrase. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be used, turned from weapons of war into weapons of agriculture that will actually benefit man. Yeah. You know, and uh, and all be right with the earth. So it's just, uh, it's getting to the point where it's it's almost unbearable. You know, it really is. It's, uh, except for his grace and the, the fact that, you know, we have the promise. <clears throat> I think that's the only thing that keeps us going. Yeah. You know, and um so anyway, well, that's well, he gives us hope. Yeah, exactly. He didn't leave us and never he he went back to heaven, but he left us with a game plan. He kind of right. he told us. He actually told us a lot. He told us how to live, what mm-hmm. was going to happen in the end times, and not to be in fear. Right. And he left when he also left. He said Yeshua did. I don't be afraid. I'm with you even till the end of the age. Right. So a nation just it falls apart when it loses hope. Uh, a person commits suicide because they lose hope. They, right. Everything they've tried, everything, and they're they feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want us to feel hopeless because um, uh, you mentioned um, um, actually you mentioned Revelation in your when you were talking, and it says I'm gonna, if, I would like to read this. It's uh, Revelation. Uh, 1911, and this is the second coming of Yeshua to the earth. 
And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written on him which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, and it, then it goes on, I'll finish it up, it's three more verses. And then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried out with a loud voice, saying to all the birds which fly in mid-heaven, Come, assemble yourselves for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of commanders and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and those who sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free men and slaves and small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies assembled to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. That's the last battle of Armageddon, right? That's when he comes back. That's the battle of Armageddon. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're poor. It doesn't matter if you're a king, how great your army is. It cannot stand up against Yeshua when he comes back. It right. cannot. He's just, and and it says, and his eyes are a flame of fire and his robe is dipped in blood. I love that because he comes back with the scars that he left with. When they see him, when we see, when he comes back, they're going to know, oh, that's the one that's been crucified. That's the one the Jews are going to say, that's the one that my forefathers crucified. And his blood, and his name is called the word of God. And the, in John, um, the gospel of John, Chapter 1, verse 1, and God became flesh and dwelt among us in the word of God. So I'm saying all this because of all the stuff going on, we're hearing a lot of stuff about wars or, you know, what's going on with um, Ukraine, with Russia, North Korea. And, folks, it's going to happen in North Korea very soon. And it's going to happen in, in Taiwan. This is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. And if you know the Lord in your heart, we win. That's right. This this is a this is a a description of a battle, but it's one sided, God's side, mm -hmm. and we win. All this is going to be over, and you're going to be in heaven with your Lord, with your family members that are there, and you're never going to have to worry about being sick. You're not going to have to worry about war or cancer or stress. Or Do I have to wear a mask? No, that well, you will. Uh, well, all the Italian, all the Italians got to wear masks. I'm sorry. Oh, masks. darn! <laughs> just the garlic bread, right? Yeah, it's just. I know it's it sounds like fairy tale, but it's true. Right, it's really going to happen. Mm -hmm. And it's and it bears itself out in world history and, and through the revelation or prophecy. Right. You know, I mean, 
The first clue should be when Israel became a nation back in 1948. Can a, can a nation be born in a day? Yeah, it can be, and it was. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, um, and, and all the other things that happened and have been happening. You know, it's um, it's just amazing. And still we have people out there, well, you know, that was just a coincidence. The Bible's just a book of fables. Well, it's a darn good book of fables then because it uh, – mm -hmm. It basically is, um, it answers all the, the questions that people have in life. And it also answers, uh, it verifies the times that prophecy has been answered or uh, revealed, I should say is a better mm -hmm. word. And um, and talks about the t times in the future when it will be revealed again. So, uh, yeah, if that's a fable, then it's a darn good one. And it's one I'm willing to, you know, bet my life on, <laughs> you know. It's, right. So, yeah. I know. Me too. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Anyway, well, um, I was thinking, uh, like, maybe I might cut it a little short tonight, Dave. Sure enough. That's okay with me. Yeah. We've been going like an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, we planned on an hour and a half anyway. So, yeah, do you have if you have more, go ahead. I'm kind of I'm done. No, me. no, I can always jump on here if I want to, so it's no big deal. Yeah. yeah. You know. But um no, I really enjoyed tonight. We I think we came out with a lot of good things. And I just want to thank the folks that have been writing the kind comments underneath the videos uh on Rumble. Uh you know, things like great show, very interesting, good information, and things like that. Boy, just yeah. two or three words can really spur you on and do more. It sure you know? can. Very and, nice, yeah. What a loving thing to do. And thank you so much for that. And for the detractors that get on there. Well, thank you for putting your stuff on there too, because it makes it interesting. It shows that everything is not all one sided. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. That, it's called well, free speech. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we honor that mm -hmm. here. We really yeah. do. And uh, you can say anything you want to. Is, yeah, anything you want to. So, um, anyway, Brian, thank you so much. You too, Dave. I, I know you're really tired, and thank you for hanging in there for as long as you did. It's great. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. And, folks, we want to thank you. Thanks for coming in. And um, if you watched live, great. I don't think anybody did, uh, judging by the chat room. But um, uh, but when you listen uh, and you download and stuff like that, just um, be blessed and, and know that we're here for you and that um, as the Lord leads us, we will bring more stuff, hopefully interesting to you and uh, that will help you to understand maybe the plans that Yahweh has for this world um, in maybe a more clearer light and um, and the things that he's done, and, which will verify what he's going to do. So anyway, um, God bless you all. Brian, God bless you and your family. Me too. And uh, we will see you folks later. So in the name of Yeshua, we pray that everybody's blessed until next Monday at least. Okay. Right. Bye, folks. Goodbye, Have a folks. great rest of the week. Bye, folks. Bye.